What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Yokai Delinquents Podcast. I am Sean Bearded Kappa Litton. And I am Jerry Robotengu Smith. How's it going, Sean? It is going great, Jerry. And it's another good day because we have a special guest with us today. Uh, today we have... Oh, oh, you heard him a little bit. <laughs> Bring him in. <laughs> we have our good buddy, Nick Helms, joining us on the podcast. Nick, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, we brought Nick on. If uh listen to this, uh, you hopefully listened to our last episode. We were talking about a particular Kickstarter. So his name should be relevant to you, but as well, we've just been wanting to bring him on the show anyway, because he is, much like us, a lover of all things nerdery. Uh, Nick, why don't, you, why don't you tell the good listeners out there a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, so uh, my name's uh, Nick Helms. Uh, I am uh, half of Original Geek Comics. Currently, we have a Kickstarter go to kickstarter going for our first uh, uh comic uh, vengeance emergence Ooh. issue number one which uh yeah so that's been going good uh, i think sean has a little bit input in that since he did a variant cover for that a little bit little um bit. yeah so yeah <laughs> and, and jerry didn't do anything yeah so just no. like, yeah, yeah i so just, listen just, i am supporting <laughs> i am the main support here yeah, he is yeah. All, so the, yeah, Jerry's support. the support team. Yeah, moral support. I'm I'm you guys' cheerleader. Yeah, we hey, need cheerleaders, man. You can, yeah, you could do it. I believe in you. See, he's he's that guy that's in the uh, the party raiding the giant uh, monster boss, who's way mm-hmm. in the back, giving us minimal mm-hmm. buffs because he didn't bother to farm yeah. up the good armor and skills, but he's still yeah. there in spirit. I, I'm basically just bullshitting in the background doing emotes, like <laughs> cheering and dancing and yeah. stuff. I mean, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're a Fortnite character. That's what oh, it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn. He brought the Fortnite. Well, all right. Well, Nick, thank you for coming on board with us, man. And as per our tradition with any guest, you get the choice of first topic, so you better make it a good one. Nick, what do you want to talk about today? Okay, let's just talk bad about Jerry the whole episode. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Dan, dude. I, listen, I got you guys beat. I'm really good at this. I've practiced my whole life. I was, I was like, yay, let's beat down Jerry. Yay, that's what I want to do. No, man. So uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, I listened to the show, so I'm like trying to think of a top. I was trying to think of a topic that uh, you guys haven't talked about. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, a show just came out, uh, not too long ago on Amazon. I don't know if anyone heard of it, but it's called Invincible. Uh, oh, I don't know if anyone heard that, heard of that, uh, but, uh, a it, little known show. It made some small bumps out there, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, so before the show come out, I knew I had saw the trailer or whatever, and I decided, uh, or I saw that, uh, that we had the first compendium at, uh, Retrograde Comics where I buy my comic book set. And uh, we had the first compendium, so I was like, hey, I'm going to buy this. And I think Evan sent Jerry a picture of it or something like that, because yeah. I knew Jerry knew a little bit about it. Oh, and yeah. so I blew through that first compendium in like <laughs> a week. And, was, <laughs> and then I bought the second two, uh, the second one and the third one. And man, th- 
Invincible has got to be like one of the best superhero comics I think I've ever read. Uh, it's definitely Seriously. in my top five uh, series of anything that I've ever read. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just want to talk about how awesome that uh, well the show, the Amazon show, uh, Robert Kirkman, man, he for one he's a genius. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And uh, you know he he made a beautiful story, and I, I really like how Amazon uh, uh, the series it uh, took from the comics, but then mm-hmm. also made it its own. Mm-hmm. And so I thought maybe we could talk about how the difference in those, um, and what are some other good examples of c- series that took a um, from the comics, their comics, uh, wherever they pulled from, and did mm-hmm. a good job, and maybe talk about some ones that didn't. Oh uh, yeah. You know. Oh yeah, I I'm, I'm definitely up for this. My uh, like one of my opinions that uh, people don't really get a lot because um, one of his other things have been around a lot longer is arguably, in my opinion, Invincibles the better Robert Kirkman story, like Ooh. over Walking Dead. In my opinion, it's oh, it's sure. an unpopular opinion, <laughs> but like I like I've I've read both and I've watched the majority of both or a majority. That's laughable, <laughs> but um. Yeah, no, I would recommend Invincible ten times over Walking Dead any day. Um, just just the way that he he treats it. Not to mention, I'm you know I might be biased because I'm a little over zombies, so it's got to be like a really interesting take on zombies for me to even pick it up. But right. um, and and I mean he had an interesting take on it and everything, and the characters were interesting in that. But like for this, um just everything he did with the characters especially the way he he did the hero's interaction with the villains specifically invincible's interaction with the villains uh throughout the series was i think what really pulled me in and not to mention their whole like uh how they touch on like certain issues of being a superhero and 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 just how how things kind of like got rolling in that series because whenever you at first glance when you first uh you know read that um, that very first issue, um, you you kind of just feel like okay, this seems pretty standard. It's it's just a superhero story and a coming to age thing. But like it, pretty quickly like flips it on its head and gives you like this, um, you know, all this sense of responsibility that comes with being a, a hero and like people are legit like dying and they're you know talking about the collateral damage and stuff like that pretty early on. And then like the purpose of the of the villains for doing the stuff that they do. Um, it, it just becomes like this immediate sense of responsibility, uh, especially on the level that um, Omni-Man and Invincible's power set are. It's just, uh, you know, too too strong for this world, really. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, now I'll say this. Uh, you, Jerry, you let me, I think we may have talked about it before when we brought up Invincible. You let me the first compendium mm-hmm. uh, millennium ago, and I, mm-hmm. long before the show came out. And I did attempt to read, and I got no excuses, man. I made it about halfway through the compendium, maybe a little less, mm-hmm. and I lost mm-hmm. interest. And uh, mm-hmm. it's been long enough to where I don't remember if it, because I think you brought up, and maybe Nick will agree, that compared mm-hmm. to like the show, the comic has a mm-hmm. much different pacing. Mm-hmm. And maybe I like, I don't know, this wasn't drawn, the comic didn't draw me in. But I do want to, yeah. after really loving the show, I kind of want to revisit now. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's completely understandable. It, it's also kind of interesting. I want to kind of throw out there um, the creative team. Of course, you got Robert Kirkman uh, created and writing. They started off with the artist uh, Corey Walker, and I think this is one of the uh, earliest things that he had worked on. But he couldn't really keep up with the the schedule, so they brought in Ryan Otley later, which I think was a phenomenal choice. And this was really like some work that kind of defined Ryan Otley's career for like better or worst. Um, Better, I say, because like his stuff in Invincible was amazing, but now it's kind of like one of those points of like, whenever I read anything else that he's done, that's not Invincible. I'm like, man, this looks too much like Invincible. (laughs) Like he did, uh, he did the art in amazing Spider-Man not too long ago. And I just, I was just like, man, I can't help but like looking at Peter Parker and just seeing Invincible every time I see him, you know? Right. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. And, 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 you know, I can kind of understand like where you're coming from on that. Uh, it, it is interesting because that's in your like wheelhouse. Uh, and I, I think they actually, was it? No, maybe it wasn't in that, uh, that they referenced like Savage Dragon and comic book format. I wouldn't be surprised though. Hmm. Um, I think they did in the show though. I feel like um, there was a scene where there were a bunch of comics, and I saw a Savage Dragon. I can't oh, remember, I but it makes sense that. because they're both in Image, right? But um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I'd really like that. Um, you know, we could get, and it's the thing that we're always raving about that we love about manga that I felt like should have been a good pulling interest for you, which you know maybe now it is, but it's like a single creator and artist right. on this title for it you know entire life right um, well like like yeah. nick what do you think um someone who like like again i did read a, a bit of the book beforehand but now but i really enjoyed the show do you think anyone else who maybe only saw the show first is going to read the book and maybe feel the same pacing issues you know i'm not really for sure i, I mean i didn't get that pacing issue okay. when okay. i read it but i but i don't know um mm-hmm. uh, but i do see the thing is i actually think of that um like jerry I think that Invincible is better than uh, Walking Dead, and I kind of have that pacing type issue to me. Like uh, that, and I'm reading uh, the Walking Dead Deluxe right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, every other week, which is basically the Walking Dead but in color, because <laughs> I never read the Walking Dead when it was coming out. Right. So, um, you know, I watched a show and then I've read some of the books. Um, so I thought whenever they were doing the Walking Dead Deluxe that I would hop on it, and and it's kind of it's always the last book I read every. Every week right. on my polls, yeah, I feel like I'm just reading it just to read it. So, right, but um, I will but, agree. Uh, uh, I was gonna say I, was, I will. I will agree. Now I've read. I started with the trades and eventually got on to the the monthly with Walking Dead. I've read it all, and even though I didn't necessarily get into Invincible while reading it, from what Jerry and others have told me about the story and from what I've already seen from the show, I'll agree a hundred percent. Even though I've really fell into the Walking Dead the repetition even for me started getting old and I'm a guy who watches the same horror movies over and over, you know, even a different film, but mm-hmm, like they're the yeah. same story every time. But like even walking dead got repetitious while invincible really took the genre and flipped it on his head from what I've seen and what I understand about, especially what happens way, you know, later into the books. So I'll definitely agree. Hey, you that, uh, yeah. Go ahead. 
you got to get way into that. Uh, you really got to get past that that through that first half of that uh, continuum because uh, after like in the later half of it, and then like even and then in the second and third, it's just on a whole completely different level. And uh, I was gonna just mention uh, because I actually was gonna mention Savage Dragon because uh, believe that Savage Dragon's actually in some of the issues of oh, Invincible later on because really? they have yeah because they have like a bunch of um, like the the more stakes get going and then the invincible war and um the war against the viltrumites oh, and stuff like that yeah. and then you see all these other characters like from other kirkman series uh like the, you know tech jacket and uh um you know brit and stuff like that oh yes, uh, you yeah you see all as more they do that and then there's like get to a point where you're seeing other from other people from an uh, image and I, I know savage dragon is in there and like he's on a team uh, oh wow does okay. I don't really remember it, but does Spawn make a uh, uh, an appearance too? Feel I want to say yes, but yeah. I'm not a hundred percent accurate. Um, right. Look, nobody cares my, about Spawn. Back to Savage Dragon <laughs> appeared in the comic, which means mm-hmm. there's a possibility of him showing up in the show. Now mm, I, that's funny because you mentioned that because I do remember now you're saying that remi- reminded me and I thought maybe he was talking about in his comic Eric Larson had mentioned about an invincible you know he'd be up for Savage Dragon crossover with Invincible I guess mm-hmm. now I know that happened already in the comic that maybe he was talking about mm-hmm. the show which I've been mm-hmm. already saying with the success of the R-rated cartoon that is Invincible Savage mm-hmm. Dragon would be a perfect follow up I think. To kind of yeah. keep riding that image turned adult cartoon on right. Amazon uh, train hype right now, I would say. Well, I get that Savage Dragon wouldn't ne- isn't necessarily for everybody on the comic wise. Mm-hmm. I think like you know, while definitely not as I don't know, I I love it. Uh, that's that's been very yeah. clear. Anyone who listened to the show, but it's like I don't know. I'm I, as I'm trying to say like, well, you know, it's not quite as in deep with the whole. You know the father and all that kind of stuff. Well, but there actually is some elements of that in Savage Dragon. You know, there especially yeah. if they go into kind of speeding up into his son, who's now the Savage Dragon of the main, you know, the main Savage Dragon of the book. It, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's potential in there, but I might be alone in that. I think that could be a very easily adapted uh, book as well into animated form, yeah. which they already tried once it, in the long-forgotten USA Network cartoon series that we're not going to bring <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, and it's funny you, you mentioned that because uh, the first Image comic that I feel like got an animated series was Spawn, like, way the fuck Oh, it absolutely did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but something that I think would, would work really good in the um, animated format uh, that I uh, would honestly love to see is uh, Usagi. I think oh. that would be oh, yes. really, really and you know what's happening. Really right? well done. Yeah. That was, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Net, that's Netflix right. Netflix is, is producing one, and yeah. I, I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to stay hopeful. <laughs> yeah, but Stan Sakai is supposed to be involved, so fingers mm-hmm. crossed. I'm hoping for a damn good adaptation, which Netflix has right. done good adaptations of you know comics mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, did either yeah. of you read um, Umbrella Academy? Because I've been told like that show. Is actually mm-hmm. better than the comic as far as like character really? depth and mm-hmm. portrayals. I guess I don't know. I've never read Umbrella Academy. Have either of y'all? Yeah, I, um, I still haven't. Um, I, I've been meaning to to pick up the the comic since it you know popped up just to see how it went. Right, Nick. I have the first trade. Um, I haven't read it yet. Um, I was going to read it before. Um, one time, uh, soon after the show came out, but like mm. the art style kind of threw me off. Right. And so mm. I was like, cause I kind of just flipped through it and I was like, 
I don't know. These the drawings of the kids <laughs> seem weird, and people they like seem really small, looking like little midgets or something. Very and stylized, just, yeah. Like it was very stylized, and it kind of threw me off. And like I have a very uh, thing about art, and so right. but I have it, and I'm I'm I plan on reading it, but mm. I just. Force myself to do I, it. I, I, I would like to check it out as well. I mean, a lot of these uh, comic book shows, like even Jupiter's Legacy, which granted I already got the axe, but I was enjoying it for, you know, I, I think I still, I didn't get to the last two episodes, but once it got canceled, kind of like when we talked about with Swamp Thing on the DC network, it's kind of like once it's over, it's like, well, do I want to invest further time? But like, I wouldn't mind going mm -hmm. back because like, I like to objectively be able to compare, you know, uh, you know, the uh, source material because if it's a good adaptation, or you, or sometimes, from my understanding of Umbrella Academy, even a better adaptation of the story, you know, I really like the I like that comparison. I like to be able to see it. Just you know, I'm not one of those like you know, not all the time, often, unfortunately, you know, with adaptations, I don't want to be like, well, you know, I've, it's not as good as the book, which of course it never is, but. When it, mm -hmm. when it is, it's so worth it. So I do like to always try to find the source material, something I've truly enjoyed. And Umbrella Academy, yeah. I really like that Netflix show. So I do. I need to pick up those trades eventually myself. Man, and Swamp, watch Swamp, Swamp Thing was yeah, Swamp Thing <laughs> was so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm I know, so but bitter man. that it ended. And then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna put it on CW." And I'm basically like the Anakin Padme uh, meme with uh, oh, uh, with another season, right? With the news. With the new season, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then Anakin's just like stone face. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, hey, kind of going back to Invincible, though. Yeah. Oh, go go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say he he had a five second cameo in the Crisis event or something. I think. <laughs> That's all I had. That's all I had. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Gag over. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, going back to Invincible because uh, so halfway through that compendium is whenever you get the uh, the Noland Mark. Uh, confrontation, right, Nick? It's been so long since I've read Invincible. It's about it's about uh, there's twenty. Let me see. There's how many issues are in that? Forty, and the Nolan Mark thing happens at what twelve, eleven, something like that. Some somewhere so, around I mean, there. Yeah. yeah, it's like a fourth way through. But I mean, if you haven't even got to Conquest yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, might, yeah. I may have dropped off before then, to be honest. So it's, maybe not it's, even it's halfway. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, whenever they start bringing in, I, I don't want to, like, spoil anything for, you know, people right. that are watching the show or for Sean, for that yeah, matter. Because um, I, I, like, honestly, this is something that I've, like, begged people to read while I worked at the comic book store. And it was always such a hard um, pull because people were kind of like, you know, on the fence about superheroes, uh, especially stuff that's like from independent uh, comics. Um, uh, that's not like, you know, Marvel or DC. Um, so it, it's kind of one of those things of like, I'm so excited to for people just to see like the sheer like horror that they're <laughs> like in for throughout this series and like just the struggle of all the characters and everything going forward um and it just gets brutal and i'm really wondering um what they're going to you know bring into it what they're going to keep what they're going to cut out because there's some like really sensitive stuff uh throughout this series that um, I like would not be surprised if they you know cut it or change it or something like that just because of uh, you know the the political climate that we live in today and not to mention some of it's just like 
kind of kind of hard to to watch uh as it as it happened because i remember like a very specific issue that's like oh this is yeesh. yeah which yeah. i know the one you're it's talking kinda... about yeah. i'm sorry i was gonna yeah. throw in, I, I do know what you're talking about because you did because again you were like are mm. you ever gonna read this i'm like probably not i yeah. didn't get into it and you talked yeah. about it as it was happening yeah and yeah i could see them not but i could also mm. see them keeping it in and handling it as well as the book did yeah. you know what i mean yeah so, like, if it's handled well, I could see some backlash, but I think if it's done right, like it wasn't a book from what you've told me, I think it 100% should be in the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just It just really, um, I, I mean, I can honestly, I could honestly see it happening because it's mm-hmm. Amazon. Really? Um, Amazon doing it. If any other streaming service wasn't doing it, uh, was doing the show, then I would say probably not going to happen. Yeah. But um, Amazon true. doing the show... I mean, they put they have the boys, so right. I mean, like, I mean, well, uh, so yeah, just kind of like getting into um, other comics that have been turned into TV shows, uh, which one that I just finished that um, I will say is is pretty pretty different. Uh, Sweet Tooth. Um, I know Sean hasn't watched it yet, right, Sean? I have not yet. But I'm, I keep saying I was going to wait, watch it with the wife. Yeah. She's running yeah. out of time. I'm going to watch it soon. <laughs> uh, have Have you watched it yet, Nick? Okay, I'm a few episodes in. I never read the original book. I've only read the Sweet Tooth: The Return, which is the new series uh, that just came out. So I, I haven't I haven't started that yet, but um, I don't know with how my comic collecting is nowadays. Um, there's like very few things that I actually like want to go in and pick up and uh, for everything else I'm picking up in collected editions. Um, so I think that's probably what I'm going to do with that. Um, and I'm, I'm even more excited about it now because uh, we finished the show. It inspired me to reread the comic. So I picked up the omnibus for it. Um, and that was one that kind of ended. So I got to f- read the whole thing in trade paperback formats by Jeff Lemire. It's fucking amazing. Um, but it is fairly different. Um, the show is fairly different than the comics. They take oh. some, uh, you know, creative changes, but um, and it's a little bit more lighthearted, you know, Netflix and all that. Um, but I would honestly say that I would recommend both. Um, I, I like them both pretty equally, um, and and I can definitely tell where you know Jeff Lemire's influence like came into the show and everything like that um but but yeah uh and and i don't really know because someone asked me the other day they're like you know which would you recommend someone read the comic first and then watch the show or vice versa and i honestly am not not really sure i i would almost say just just read the comic first you know so you would get that take on it and then watch the show is probably the the route i would go for it but i don't think it would really matter it wouldn't hinder your viewing of either either or right and I think, and that's a, yeah. that's actually a really common question for, you know, people who you know are interested in a show. They also know it's based on a book and us comic nerds. Mm-hmm. I know I get asked a lot, like, you know, well, what should I mm-hmm. watch? And if I've seen enough to know like how faithful an adaptation it is or how different, but still, you know, keeping in the vein of like, you know, like say walking dead, which, you know, had mm-hmm. a lot of like character deaths change in the show versus the comic. Some of it due to just them, their changes that, Kirkman would have implemented if he had known that Walking Dead would have lasted as long as it did in comic book form. Others were just actors mm-hmm. saying, I want off the show. <laughs> you know, so right. those are two different enough to where I would also say, like, yeah, you could watch or watch it first and go read it, read it, then go watch it. 
Uh, I think if you read it first, you'll be you'll tend to get spoiled. I think if you read like you know the source material and then watch a show, like you know, my wife couldn't get into it because she loved the comics and just did not like any of the changes, even the ones that I think were improvements over the book. But right. she, but she was just nope, nope. The the books are far superior. But like mm. um, Preacher, a uh, no, yeah. the TV adaptation, which for AMC, which you know pushes boundaries, it's no HBO or no Amazon. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I still need to go back and finish that last season of it. I think while they'd made a lot of changes, I think it kept the spirit of Preacher in the show to make it mm-hmm. a good enough show to watch. I think if you watch the show and then you're prepared to go in a lot deeper with some Garthinas, being Garthinas, I would mm-hmm. honestly say watch the show first and then dive deep because the comic can get so damn you know mature and dark and everything, it may turn you off from wanting to watch the show or even finish the book. Mm-hmm. And like, like, I, I, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. Keep going. I was just gonna say, like, I also understand that about the boys, like how the comic mm-hmm. and the show are very different. But I don't really know. I haven't read that one. But that's being right. another Enos property. <laughs> right. And the I, only thing I know on that one is that well, the boys I haven't read all of it, but it, mm-hmm. the wife, uh, his Billy Butcher's wife. Mm. actually died and but she was yeah. in the second season um, mm-hmm. right right yeah yeah um and and i'm kind of there i think my one of my biggest things um for the uh for the show that i wish that they would have like you know brought in or kept in i don't know why they didn't necessarily but i'm sure they could you know easily bring it in season three is uh billy butcher's dog I remember him being a really great part of the comic. Oh, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I, I think the dog had some kind of interesting, like, super qualities about it as well. Oh. Yeah, um, which was interesting. Um, but, <clears throat> I mean, as far as, like, the nitty-gritty um, and, like, adult content, I, I feel like they nail it pretty fucking well. Um in in that in the series um there there are some things that they're like i don't know i think that they kind of glance away from but i i think it it hits the tone of preacher or not preacher uh the boys pretty well yeah uh, and they like absolutely nailed like all the characters i feel like right um from the uh, comic our buddy uh craig actually he uh once the show started he he had all he has all the trades so he actually went back mm-hmm. and reread it and he was like going back and rereading it which you know I will say, as much as I do love Garthias, particularly Preacher, mm-hmm. you know, some of his style of writing and his stuff doesn't always hold up well, and apparently that's the boys right. for Craig. Mm-hmm. He's, he actually mm-hmm. said the show is much better than the actual yeah. uh, original books, so that's yeah. something to take yeah. in. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually have all of the trade paperbacks, and I need to dig them out and just reread it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I could definitely feel that, like, Late, especially late '90s, early 2000s, where like, you know, people like Grant Morrison, Garthinus, like, really. Oh, and um, what was it? Mark Millar yeah. um, oh, and yeah. Frank Miller, even like they really were kind of in that line or uh, past that line <laughs> of being like over the top and edgy and oh, wow. using using certain language that it's like mm, that's not really okay today. <laughs> yeah. Well, Frank you know? Miller just needs to sit his ass down in general. Like his, yeah. he is. If you've seen, if you've seen anything, the Dark Knight Three, 
and just anything mm-hmm. he's been doing recently. He just needs to go ahead and just keep reminding everyone he wrote The Dark Knight Returns, which <laughs> if you listen to our Southern Fried Geekery podcast back when we were on that and we did that show based on it, I think that's overhyped as fuck, personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But a da- you want to talk about some good adaptations, though. I like the animated version of it. Oh, man, that's good. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. The two-part mm-hmm. animated movies uh, for Dark Knight Returns. I'll watch that before I ever read that book again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we just See, watched. Uh, good. We just watched part one of uh, Long Halloween the other day. Oh, I need and to watch that. Yes, I forgot. I, I do. Forgot that's I, out. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, it's been so long since I've read the comic, but the pacing felt kind of slow on it. Um, really? But that just that just may be me. I mean, they're doing it in two parts, right? So I don't know if that's just more of like a cash grab, so they slowed the pace down, or if maybe the pace was already that slow in the comics, and I just don't remember yeah. that. Um, but I mean, it was it was animated well, voice cast was amazing. Um, it's it, it was it was pretty good. Uh, and honestly, I mean, I'm kind of intrigued to go back and read it because it was one of like you know those all time great stories um, that was written about uh, Batman. Yeah, that's one I haven't read. Have you read that one, Nick? On Halloween, yeah, and I think it's twelve issues. And just to touch on that, I think it was a little slower pace mm-hmm. there, so it could. I don't know, but DC um, to me does great animated uh, oh, yeah. ad- adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the ones that I've seen, <laughs> except for the except for the except for the Hush one. Um, I, oh, I'd rather really? that they never I, made that one. I had watched mm-hmm. that yet. I was gonna say the Killing Joke was fucking uh, not. Okay, I'll I'll all right. I'll say let me clarify. Take out the first half of the killing Take, joke, yeah, and... to where they actually adapt the comic and fuck everything else before that. Then yes, like I'm sorry, you had to it's two separate movies. You it's had two to separate give movies. Batman more of a reason to care about uh, Barbara getting paralyzed, so they had to bang. That's the only mentality. That's the only line of thinking I can think why they added that. Like just being Batgirl yeah. wasn't enough for him. What the fuck? It was wholly unnecessary. Yeah. They didn't even they didn't even reference it past no. that one part. Whenever it started up going up towards the adaptation of the comic, it they literally didn't reference it. There was no reason for that whatsoever. So and, if you just literally just tell people just start here, that's when the movie actually starts. That is an entirely different movie before that, and it's uh, Elseworlds tale and doesn't even make sense. So don't even watch it. <laughs> and that is the best way to say it because by the time we got to the actual adaptation part, I didn't give a fuck anymore. I was like, this is. I mean, gross? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, it's so weird because, like, I know, like, it wasn't no underage thing. It wasn't no, like, we're not trying to bring up the whole, like, you know, the mentor-student thing, which can, I think, adds a little bit to the ickiness of it. But, like, I don't know. It's never been a thing, to my knowledge, of Batgirl having any feeling for Batman. And now, she can't no. leave Dick Grayson alone. her and starfire always fighting over him but like i saw that in theaters too man and i was just like because i bought a ticket because i was like oh the killing joke it's coming in theaters i'm gonna go watch it and i was just like what the fuck (laughs) is this (laughs) no 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 i didn't know i didn't know that got a theatrical release i didn't know any of these actually ever did that's that's actually pretty cool i would love to see like the dark knight one and two in theater (laughs) or uh well unfortunately the killing joke was the last one and they can't do them anymore because of that one dude like (laughs) gave you one chance yeah like you one chance oh like you blew it like legit now now i want them to kind of re-release some of the other ones i would love to see flashpoint that's like oh, still boom, probably bro, my favorite Flashpoint. DC film, uh, animated film. Still, yeah, sure. it's still probably Flashpoint. 
That, that mm-hmm. I need to watch it again now. I'm going to watch after I'm getting done here. <laughs> yeah. Get off watch, here. Watch Flashpoint. Right. Show's <laughs> over. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Flashpoint. Good. I, I just leave my yeah, mic and on. I think, just hear I think, it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I, think they're, uh, I think all of them are on HBO, yeah, uh, yeah. except for uh, Long Halloween isn't up there yet. Um, oh. But... Uh, yeah. Spe- oh. So uh, an- another thing, speaking of um, just the adaptations and everything, yeah. um, just kind of going into a movie that absolutely nailed it. And it's probably one of my favorite adaptations to date. And it is so controversial to say that because people like to shit all over it. But the Watchmen movie. Oh, no. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 yeah Watchmen movie was awesome. Yeah. Now, like, um, like I said, the, you, got yeah. the, you got the Snyder tropes, of course. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. And I like, and I don't want to think that just him taking over the DC franchises uh, soured me on it because I still have gone mm-hmm. back and watched Watchmen. I'm one of the few people mm-hmm. in the world who likes Sucker Punch, you know. So it's not a Snyder oh. thing, you know. So I'm not like, but like, how come they hate on Watchmen, which was the best adaptation you can probably have gotten for that thing, with a mm-hmm. change at the end, which without the Black Freighter, you know, th- which I know they added that in, but. Again, without mm-hmm. with the ending being different, that was fucking pointless. So taking that mm-hmm. out completely, the change at the ending makes sense. What else could they be mad about? Uh, other than that, I, I, think, I think they had the characterizations. I think they had the mood. That the fucking soundtrack mm-hmm. just really uh, just added so much more to that film. I think that's a I think oh, yeah. that's an excellent adaptation. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it too. I mean, and it was one of my favorite uh, favorite more comics um, in general. Uh, just you know, really dug the shit out of it. It's almost time for me to like go back and reread it and everything. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I thought it was a very well done uh, adaptation, and I just think some people are just wild on their opinion of it. To be honest. Yeah. Do you like it, Nick? I got a uh, uh, yeah, uh, the Watchmen. Yeah, but I got a I got an adaptation that uh, was really excellent that people crap on a lot. Is that Green Lantern and Ryan Reynolds movie? Just kidding, Terry. That was <laughs> it was so good. You guys should have seen it in 3D when he made the train a quarter of the way through the movie. It was just bananas. Uh, but talking about another good movie adaptation uh, that came out prior to Watchmen, um, V for Vendetta um, actually made a lot of changes uh, between that movie and the comic. Honestly, not going to lie. I feel like I kind of watched or liked the um, the movie better. Yeah, I've heard that. I never read the original, yeah. so, but I've heard that yeah. about that about the movie adaptation. I I think it's just really subject to like you know aging um, and kind of dating itself right. uh, over over time. It's just uh, like there's just scenes in there that I'm just kind of like, mm, did we need this in the comic? You know, but. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's still a, a phenomenal comic, and I would go back and read it any time, but man, I would watch that movie, like, any day of the week. You know what uh, adaptation I've been jumping in defense of? And Jerry, I do this for you, and for your honor, and for your birthday tradition. People okay. are shitting on Scott Pilgrim. Wow. Why, though? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've read all the book, and I, yeah. I thought the movie was an excellent adaptation of it. Yeah, a, a lot more you know stylized and changes to it, but yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know why. Just maybe my circle sucks. I don't know. If any of them are listening, <laughs> you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've been hearing a lot of hate for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and I thought that was an excellent adaptation. Yeah. I really enjoyed that film. Yeah, yeah, and uh, kind of key point. Um, I actually he so 
you know in the movie it gives everyone stats and everything um i uh i saw that movie on my birthday on my 23rd birthday and scott pilgrim was 23 so that's how i like keep up (laughs) with that um like oh yeah uh yeah i saw it at at midnight um at the theater and i really fucking enjoyed it like yeah that's another one that i will always go back to and it's interesting because i heard um I've I've never looked this up to fact check it or anything, uh, but they started writing the script for the movie before the comic was finished, so that's why the endings kind of diverge. Right. Um. So, but I mean, like, I like both endings. It's it's yeah. literally a Fine. a sweet tooth uh thing for me where I would recommend both, um, both formats. And I and I think like, if anything, the movie might hold up a little bit better just because like you're dealing with uh, a series that um involves a band and music a lot of the time and like i think you know in a format that actually has audio that works really well not to mention that scene where they had battle of the bands was so dope and just a stellar fucking cast of all the the seven or eight x's or whatever it is like you know from superman uh, superman to captain america yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. it's it's a great film and i think that's a damn good adaptation uh yeah did either one of you read uh, From Hell? Because I really like the movie, but I've heard the book is not so great anymore. I never, I never did, and it's a shame because I had a roommate that owned it that was like, "Here, I'll lend this to you, and you can uh, read it and everything." Since you're a fan of of Alan Moore, because it was Alan Moore that wrote it, right? I believe so. Yeah, and I just never got around to it. <laughs> yeah. I like the Johnny Depp movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never uh, read that, watched that, or even heard of that. Really? Uh, at least I can recommend the movie. Uh, Johnny Depp starring uh, as a detective looking for Jack the Ripper. And it's based on an Alan Moore book. You, you know, so I'm coming to this um, this whole idea of like Alan Moore like mo- like movie transitions are kind of very hit or miss. You want to know right. the first one that I ever saw? Because I don't think I saw um, From Hell before this. And I actually saw this in theater because I thought it was dope as hell. Um, Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I re- <laughs> I only recently read the book. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say this now, and I will die on yeah. this hill. Uh huh. It's not a good adaptation, but it's a yeah. De- oh but, no, but it's a, I, it's I can a, definitely tell. But it's a decent action film. Yeah, well, I mean, and it was kind of subject to one of those things, because I think this was around the same time that the X-Men movies were coming out and, right. and hitting big and, like, the original Spider-Man movies and stuff with Tobey Maguire. So, basically, what they were trying to do is they're like, we're going to take this, but we're going to put, a, like, a superhero yeah. spin on it or whatever, and we're going to, like, you know, create this team of, like, kind of literary, like, uh, fictional characters and stuff, and it's going to be, like the X-Men version of that or whatever, and it was like, yeah, this is... It real interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a guilty pleasure film because I know it's also not a good film, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I still enjoy it. And I've read yeah. the book, and the book is good. The book is really good. But, yeah. like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> to, to me, it's up there with uh, Constantine. As long as you can uh, forget anything you've ever read about Hellblazer, it's a good, yeah. it's a fun film. It's a good yeah. movie. Just not a good yeah. adaptation. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Nick, Nick, do you have thoughts? Do you do you want to elaborate on any of this? <laughs> the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, uh, speaking of that one, because I can speak on that a little bit. Uh, I remember watching that movie when it first came out. I was a wee y- younger lad than I am now, and uh, I, I used to really love that movie. And then I watched that that movie like last year, and I'm like, oh, yeah. 
what did I, why did I love that movie? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, it's not like it's horrible, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Ooh, I, I thought it was awesome back in the day, but oh, yeah. now I'm like, yeah. uh, that must, that was one of those Green Lantern Jerry moments, I guess. <laughs> my life, so. Oh man, there are so many of those moments that we don't have time to get into today, unfortunately. <laughs> so many moments. Oh. I just love being your friend on Facebook for right. that, for the memories yeah. that you bring up. And I'm like, yeah. oh, poor yeah. silly Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get they get brought up more often than not. Um Yeah, there's there's been uh very like just so much stuff. I mean, and going kind of back to Walking Dead, like that was uh something that they made a lot of changes in from the uh from the source material like locales were basically the same but you know the characters that they decided to focus on or add or you know uh kill off and stuff like that was was very wild wildly different right. um and i don't know yeah it just it was it was seriously one of those things where like you know working at a comic book store at the time it was like zombie zombie zombies you know like <laughs> right and and especially whenever that show hit everybody wanted to fucking write a zombies comic and i'm like jesus christ can we just stop <laughs> um so yeah i i fell off of that fairly quickly um i read the comic for longer and uh i don't it ended right yeah. Didn't the com- yeah. I I still haven't finished it. Um I think I got all the way up to um the one of the last wars that they did um with the uh uh what do they call the, the whispers? Whispers, the whisperer war. I yeah. think there was one more after that, maybe two and okay. then it wrapped up. Yeah. Okay. Like a, yeah. A, a I was surprise wrapped up. Like he, yeah. they did not announce it. This it felt like a Shonen yeah. Jump ending, uh, where it was no. just like, oh, by <laughs> the way, block. next next issue, that's it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They, uh, it was actually like the same issue, like it came out because they still had solicitations for other issues, but oh. he knew it was going to end on that one. I think it was like one twenty six yeah. or something like that. Right. But yeah, like then the book come out and like, oh, by the way, the this is the last Walking Dead today. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, so all the orders that you had for future issues, those have been canceled. Yeah. <laughs> that literally happened to me today with the manga. Just to talk about sudden fucking endings. Yeah. Uh, Jerry got my got my message. Uh, very upset. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, called a Nine Dragon Ball Parade, which is just a baseball manga. Which I'm not into sports, but I've been digging the hell out of this. And I just I read it. They like were calling. They won their, their first game. They're calling out who's clearly going to be the leader of the team they want to beat in the all region tournament. Like we're coming for you, motherfucker. The end. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> no, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Manga ending is always such yeah. a sad thing because they'll either end abruptly or they'll fast forward to after like the big bad is taken care of, and they're like, <laughs> right. "This is what you could have got if this series would have kept going." <laughs> But so yeah, but that's a yeah. whole other argument <laughs> or discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. about uh, manga, which we're probably going to get into on another show. But uh, yeah, like so, like I think adaptations have gotten a lot better. Uh, you brought up uh, Spawn, actually, and uh, uh, his he, being the first image, which not surprising, McFarlane was definitely the pioneer of that company of like, hey, look at my shit, look at my shit, look at my shit, and so he got <laughs> he got the first movie, he got the first animated, and I came home not too long ago to uh, my wife Vanetta watching it and i hadn't watched it since i was sneaking hbo you know when i wasn't allowed to watch <laughs> that kind of stuff uh and i watched it and she was watching it too and all of a sudden they're like this is garbage 
<laughs> she's like, it's got a good voice cast, but I was like, yeah, this is fucking horrible. <laughs> that show does not hold up, but it's a faithful adaptation because that book, those early issues don't hold up either. In my opinion. That's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, you know, and honestly, kind of, um, you know, bridging off of adaptations again, something that was a, um, kind of like a telling of after the adaptation was over, um, that Watchmen series that they did where they, they kind of continued the series. So we've definitely had comics that have taken place after that, which were kind of weird. Um, and we've had comics that have taken place before that, um, this was a show that essentially took place um, so many years after the comic was over. And, man, they kind of nailed it with this show. And oh, yeah. and I'm kind of glad that they, you know, didn't specifically announce, like, another season or anything because it told its story. And it told it really well. Um, I thought it was, was just brilliant how it was done. And uh, the cast was uh, so, so exceptional. Um and just the writing and the pacing of the episodes, uh, I I fucking enjoyed the shit out of it. Did you guys? I know Sean watched it. Did you watch it, Nick? Did not. I have that on my list of things to watch. Yeah, though. yeah. Um, I would. I, I mean, I have HBO Max now, so mm-hmm. I mean, I can watch it. But I didn't. I didn't have HBO at the time that it was uh, coming on. So I would uh, definitely recommend bump that up on the to watch list. Uh, is yeah. an excellent show, and I think it's like only what six or eight episodes. Like it's not even a very long series, but right. uh, yeah, yeah, I would definitely recommend bumping that one up for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and that's what I really like too. Like adaptations are great, and when they can make changes that are still in the spirit, is fine. But like when we get an actual spinoff like that, in a you know in a different medium, not just a spinoff comic, mm-hmm. that is just like to me is like bonus you know because for some reason you know before watchmen and then the uh what doomsday clock like, mm-hmm. i didn't mm-hmm. give a shit about either of those and not even like mm-hmm. not even to enough to even give them a read i'm like this doesn't sound interesting you know like just kind of getting the general premise of what they were going to be about because a i'm not super big on prequels it just really depends on the series i didn't feel like watchmen needed that yeah and like i wasn't opposed to the sequel to a sequel idea until I read what all was going down with it, and I'm like, okay, it's just mm-hmm. it's tying them into the DC universe. I don't give a mm-hmm. shit about that. But a continuation, specifically from the comic, uh, you know, years later, and just dealing with everything that it dealt with, that was super interesting. That was what I would yeah. want from a follow up to a yeah you know, to a seminal yeah. one and done book, you know, because that's really hard to do. Because Watchmen, it was made at the beginning, it had a beginning and an end. And that was all he wanted to tell, mm-hmm. you know. And I know, I know more. Well, he hates anything anyone does to any of his work. But right, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure he shat on the TV show too. But that was a damn good, uh, like follow up, a damn good like spinoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was very good without being because you know, honestly, like if you'd never even seen the movie, I feel like it would still be a good show to watch. No, absolutely. Uh, just just a great drama series and i feel like they touch on enough stuff that would have happened um that it was just very very well done it brought in like i feel like the perfect people for all of the roles of of the characters that were in the the original like movie and everything uh, original source material and stuff 
yeah, they just all kind of hit the mark on it. And and it's cool and it's very rare that we get something that's like this takes place after the fact. And um yeah, it it was I mean, I I can't praise it enough uh for for what it did. Uh, cuz I know it was one of those things of like it was something that I you know, really loved the comic too and the movie too and everything. So I was very skeptical on um, what they were going to do with it and what kind of liberties they were going to take with the show. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, gentlemen, if uh, Nick, do you have any more adi- any adaptation you want to throw in on? I just want to say that uh, Jupiter's Legacy uh, on Netflix. I, I know a lot of people haven't didn't like that. I just watched it this week. I really liked it. But uh, I know a lot of people did it. If you didn't like it, you should definitely read the book, though, because the books were amazing. Okay, yeah. that's, and that's what I've that, heard, and that's why I kind of wanted to pick them up. But we only got a few yeah. minutes left, Nick, and uh, I wanted to go ahead and give you the opportunity because uh, as you know, as is recording, the episode uh, where we talked about your Kickstarter is going live. Spoilers. We like it. <laughs> but... I just kind of wanted to give you this last few minutes left on the show to, you know, talk about it, talk about maybe, you know, your creation process or, you know, just tell us a little bit about the book from your, you know, from a, from the creator standpoint, we, we've never had a comic book creator on our show. So I would love to actually, you know, if you just want to kind of throw that out for a little bit to the audience. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I, yeah, we do. You have a record, your recording process is a little bit different. So I'm not for sure exactly what you uh, said on, uh, the book. But so we're just going to go off uh, the story. So the Vengeance Emergence story, I actually wrote as a movie back in 2006. Oh. It, so it's 2021. Uh, math would tell you that's 15 years. Uh, so um, I was going to do it as a movie uh, back then. And I casted a bunch of people in all the roles and stuff. Um, and just different things didn't happen. Mainly it was because it was in, there was only just a few people that were actual actors. It was just people I knew. Main, uh, also because all the people that I wrote as characters are, were based off of people that were in my life at that time. Um, different people. So um, either by name or personalities. Uh, so um, yeah, that didn't happen. I ended up uh, writing a couple more movies based in the, in the same universe, in the same uh, as sequels. Uh, then I was kept as, as the years go by. It didn't all happen at the same time. Uh, so then I was gonna. Uh, then I wrote it. Uh, I kept up coming up with stuff because I have a creative mind, and my mind just kept you know going and building and building on it. This right. universe. I mean, because it's a superhero universe, and I was like, okay, this this is what I want to happen. And this is what I want to happen. And I basically wrote out storylines, and I had enough storylines that I had a vengeance, emergence, vengeance, synergy, and vengeance, vengeance revelations, mm-hmm. and I had character. Uh, arcs for everybody that would be in the three uh the three things and then so then i just kept adding more stuff to it all and then i basically could i had it developed into a tv series which enough mythology that built up that i could probably make about 100 episodes of tv right now with an with all that i have written down i mean like i have like a book full of uh stuff on this on these characters and different storylines for each episode and everything and all the names and everything so uh yeah so and then but you know i tried to do that too several years later it didn't uh stuff didn't happen i I, i've been through a lot of stuff so just Mm. personal wise and stuff like that um so ended up didn't make it then i was going to write it as a book but then like i started writing it i was like oh this just doesn't feel right so kind of put the idea to bed then a couple years ago i thought to myself 
I could do this as a comic book. Comic book's actually my favorite format of stuff. Why would I just not do this as a comic book? He's a superhero. And so, uh, you know, uh, that seems like a smart idea. Um, so I uh, got this thing from Greg Pock, uh, or Peck, however you say his last name, of how to write a comic book script because I've written plenty of movie scripts. Um, I mean, you guys have seen this, some of the things that I've written. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So... I mean, some of the things I've created. So, um, you know, I've, I do know how to do that. But I wanted to figure out how to put it into a comic book script. So I did that. And so I wrote in that, I think it was a week, I wrote the first six issues of Vengeance, which isn't even that first arc. Uh, the first movie I broke down into 24 issues. Oh, so wow. I, right. Yes. So it's like four arcs to equal the one movie. So you you think my six issues, if we when we get all those done, it'll literally be one fourth of the original movie that I wrote. Wow. So right. uh, yeah. Um, so that's what I did, and uh, then I started finding trying to find an artist, um, and so uh, eventually found one uh, through Twitter. His name is Nate Niles. Um, I think you find him on Twitter, Pixel Artist ninety five. Um, I believe. Uh, so he did the art. Now, uh, Nate does some other stuff. Anyway, uh, it took a really long time to get the art. He started this in early 2019. Um, I think it was November of 2020 when I got the last page. Oh, wow. So it was a real long time. Right. Um, so I had the art. Um, then I met Jake uh, Jackson, who does the inks on the comic book. Anyway, I met him through uh, Retrograde Comics. Uh, you know, you know, this guy does art. He would like to work on your comic. Talk to him and all stuff. Anyway, he gave me a price, and I was like, ah, I can't do that right now. Um, you know, um, it's like so I I can't do that price. So I can't, we kind of put the comic to bed. I was involved in some other things with some people uh, who were my friends. Uh, then uh, back in February, I believe it was, some things happened um, with me, and I'm not going to go into that because I don't care about that, uh, <laughs> but I'm no longer involved with those people. Um, so, um, by force, I was not, I can't be with those people anymore doing things or friendships or anything. That's a whole nother story. Doesn't really matter. Right. All that matters right. is, is that it kind of upset me. Um, and it kind of, you know, it broke me there for uh, several days. I even talked to Sean during that time. So, yeah, and Sean kind of uplifted me there, uh, during those times. So I appreciate that by the way. Oh man, um, no man. you were, uh, like I said, not getting any of the personal stuff, dude, but you are a creative talent. I know you were not in a place and I've been there. I've been in dark places myself where you just, you don't want to create and I mean, I wasn't going to let, I wasn't going to let you fall like that brother. So. Uh, and so I was going to quit doing all things because I mean, I've done podcasts, films and all kinds of different junk. Uh, so I wasn't going to do anything anymore. Um, and then Jake saw that on Facebook and messaged me and was like, look, man, I'm going to do your inks on the comic book. You can just pay me whatever, whenever you want. We came up, he goes, we came up on a decided rate, was even cheaper than what he originally quoted me. And he said, and then just pay me whenever you get money. If not, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so then we formed Original Geek. It was like, all right, let's do this. And then we'll just keep going on it. We'll do more. I'll ink this comic and I'll do the art from now on, uh, on this comic. And I had other comic ideas that I had come out with and told him about before, like last year. And he was down for those. And then we came up with another comic idea. 
So basically, uh, and then I was like, okay, we need a name. And I came up with Original Geek Comics because last year I did a pod, a video cast called Original Geek Video Cast. And, it, uh, and to me, the name Original Geek means because you weren't, you were a geek before, I was a geek before it became cool to be a geek. And everybody watches Marvel movies and stuff right now. And, and yeah. you, it's all cool that we're all geeks. It's all cool that we can walk around with our superhero shirts and everybody else is no, but okay. But back when I did it in school, you got made fun of. So, um, oh, yeah. It was a different world back then. So I'm an original geek. I'm not a geek bred from mainstream. So that's, that's the name. Uh, that's the reason why we name it. And so uh, that's uh, Jake quickly inked those uh, first 22 pages of the first issue. And he designed our cover. And now here we are in July. And we're doing the Kickstarter. So for yeah, the book. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Like I so said, we uh we got into just a little bit about the storyline and everything, and like we talked about again, we record we record a week in advance, so that episode is actually going live today of recording. But me and Jerry both enjoyed it. We really appreciate that you gave us the early copy for us to kind of review and talk about it. And I was of course fully transparent that I've been somewhat involved in the project, you know, for mm-hmm. a little bit. And you know, you're my friend, you're our friend, so like you know, but we still, it was a, it's a good book. It's a great start. I can't wait to see because I don't even know how f- I got. I know some stuff, some directions from what I've, what, you know, what you and me have talked about, and what I've, you know, thrown a little bit of character design help and stuff early, early in the process. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to see as it come out. Uh, as of now, I think we're still sitting at about what you're about eighty five percent funded. Yeah. Uh, so this morning, uh, which is this is the day after Fourth of July. Yeah. Hope you all had a great holiday. Right. Um, so that was about a week ago now that you're listening to it, and we're at 85% funded. So uh, hopefully at this time that you're listening to it, we're actually 100% funded or, or even over. And anything that we go over, so if you have it, um, you have until July 30th to contribute to the campaign. Uh, you can find it. Um, I, I tag Sean on everything. Right. Even me talking on a video, I'm tagging Sean in it. <laughs> so if we're not friends on Facebook, uh, you can uh, see Sean. Uh, just go to his yeah. Facebook and see it. Uh, Original Geek Comics is on Instagram, and you can so you can easily find the Kickstarter. And we'd love your help to bring it to life. Anything, as I said, go over that. We're going to put into issue two. Um, so. I mean, I, I, it's a great story. Um, I, I've been building it for 15 years, so you know that I have a lot of creative input into the story. Right. And as long as we just keep going, I mean, like, I'm, a, you know, keep cranking the money. And the money, literally, your money is literally only going towards the, you know, uh, the printing of the books and the T-shirts that we have and stuff like that. Um, all the art is being paid by me, and I'm not making any money off of it. Jake makes money off of me giving him money, and uh, you're so uh, yeah. So you're literally just paying to the creation of the book, printing it out, giving it to you, and say, "Here you go, thank you very much." Enjoy um, this thing that I created. <laughs> enjoy these characters that I literally poured my heart and soul into. That the main character's name is Nick. So that's <laughs> how much I poured myself into the character. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, man, uh, I will definitely be dropping the link to the Kickstarter in this video, and it is in the old one. So if you don't look at this one for some reason, they'll see it from last week's video. Uh, keep supporting it. Support your indie creators. Uh, you know, I got, of course, I got to pit myself, you know, buy my book cover, but you can get all three. 
you know, it doesn't matter. You can just make sure you get you one of mine. You can. A lot of people <laughs> got all three, uh, yeah. so we really appreciate it. But yeah, definitely get the Litten cover, yeah. as I call it on the uh, yeah. reward. The Litten cover. Right. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, that's going to do it for today. Nick, thank you for coming to join us finally. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure we've been talking about you yeah. getting you on the show for a while now. Uh, we hope. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say, yep, yep, we've been talking for a while. Hope to come back. Hope oh, to come back. oh <laughs> for sure. Well, if y'all liked what you heard, of course, give us the thumbs up, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And go check out the Vengeance Emergence Kickstarter link in the description of this video. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.